Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. In just a minute, you're going to hear myself and my wife and business partner, AJ, do a debrief recap and summary of our most recent interview with our big takeaways. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to let you know that people often ask us, what is the first step to building a personal brand? And if that is you or someone you know, then you have come to the right place because we have put together for you a free video short course to help you get started. Just visit firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get access. In it, we're going to walk you through what exactly is the genesis of a personal brand and the six key questions that every personal brand must be able to answer, but that almost none ever do. So go ahead and visit again, firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get started, and we'll see you there. Now on with the recap. Cameron Harold, my old friend, breaking down this interview. Welcome to the special recap edition. Just me by myself today. And I love this conversation with Cameron. Here's one of the things that I love about Cameron. There are certain people that I have in my life that I would say I would go to when I need to expand my thinking, when I need to look at a situation or a problem in a completely different way than I am seeing it. And that is, to me, one of the amazing things about Cameron. And I think that's a part of the magic of what he does and also the magic of the growth and the success of his personal brand. You know, the other thing is when I think about, you know, we talk about reputation, your reputation precedes revenue. It is, what are you known for? What do people trust you with? And I think, if you're a, a real CEO or a real entrepreneur or a real COO, at some point in your career, you're going to come across Cameron Harold. He has the reputation in that space, in that vertical, and it is so great. So I just want to break down my three specific biggest takeaways from him. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to classify this recording for sure as sitting under our phase four eight-figure entrepreneur. So one of the things that we're doing, if you go to brandbuildersgroup.com forward slash podcast, we are you know organizing all of these episodes now in alignment with our curriculum. So at Brand Builders Group, we've got one curriculum, but our curriculum is divided into four phases. And then each of our four phases is divided into three courses. So our core curriculum is 12 courses, four phases. And our phase four 
is it's the scaling phase. And we, we kind of, our flagship course in phase four is called Eight Figure Entrepreneur. And that's definitely where this conversation lives. So if you haven't yet listened to it, I would say, you know, this conversation with Cameron, if you're brand new, it's probably not that relevant to you, except for the idea of going, this is the way you need to be thinking. And if you can structure your business on the front end, you know, it's going to set up for scale, but his, his real expertise. And, and I think, you know, creative genius is around helping businesses scale. And that leads to my first big takeaway is the concept of ones and threes. And I, I was so excited to hear that this was Cameron's concept because I, I have heard this quoted by people who said, I once heard someone say, I once heard someone say, and I've never known the original source of this and he's claiming ownership. So I'm going to, I'm going to say it was him. And this is a big idea of the ones and threes. In fact, we teach this at A Figure Entrepreneur is that, you know, it's, it's very much like what Marshall Goldsmith says, what got you here won't get you there. And when you're growing your business, it's not that you just kind of do more of the same thing. That's not really how you grow a business. It's sort of like there is a range, there is a window where you can do more of what you're already doing and if you become efficient at that, that will get you up to another level. But then, as a wise author once wrote in this amazing book called Procrastinate on Purpose, which if you haven't bought it, go buy Procrastinate on Purpose. Like that book will change your life. Of course, that's my second book. But one of the things I wrote in there is that the next level of results always requires the next level of thinking. And the levels as an entrepreneur, I think are measured in ones and threes. And that's what Cameron's talking about. So these are revenue markers, uh, ones and threes, which means the first marker in any business is, can I get it to 100,000 in annual revenue? The next marker is 300,000. And going from 100,000 to 300,000, you don't have to learn a lot of new skill sets. You just have to do the skill sets that you have better than you were doing them before. But to go from 300,000 to a million is a different jump. It requires a new way of thinking, a new set of operating principles and practices to get to a million. Now, once you hit a million, getting to 3 million, a lot of times it's just doing more efficiently that which you're already doing. And that one to three million, by the way, we call this the swamp. There's a lot, a lot of personal brands that get to that one million, but they get stuck in that one to three million and it's, and it's hard to break free. And that is because there's a big jump between going from three million to 10 million in annual revenue, right? And that is a hard leap, which is what, if you look at the brand builders group phases, I would say that like our goal with phase one, it's like, we're teaching you the, the fundamentals of like getting, what do you need to be clear on in order to get to six figures? And then I think of phase two is really like going, okay, now in phase two, we're going to go, how do we get from 100,000 to 300,000? And then in phase three, we're going to go, how do we get from that 300,000 to that one to three million? And then in phase four, we're going, how do you get from 3 million to 10 million all the way up to 30 million, which is phase four. And then honestly, once you got to 30 million in revenue, I would send you off. I would say we've done our job. We would pass you off probably to someone like Cameron actually, because that's really his specialty is more of that like 10, 20 million up to a hundred million. And that's what the ones and threes are, right? So the difference between 10 million and 30 million 
isn't that different. It's like a lot of what you're already doing, but doing it more efficiently and just, you know, kind of smarter and more well-organized. But to go from 30 million to 100 million is a big leap. Go from 100 million to 300 million, kind of the same. But to go from 300 million to a billion, totally different. And so those are the ones and threes. And, and I think that applies for our operational practices. We talk about the nine departments and how every company is laid out. That's one of the things that we teach in phase four. But, you know, like pragmatically speaking, the marketing that you do will work from ones to threes, but to like go from 300,000 to a million, you can't really just do more of the marketing you've been doing. You have to create some other new marketing streams, some other new sales streams, some other new practices. Same with your operating, right? The operations department to go from 300,000 to a million, you probably need an operations department, right? Like to get to 300,000, you probably just have a couple people and freelancers. But then to make that jump, it's like, we need to improve our marketing. We need to improve our sales. We need to improve our operations. We need to increase our financial disciplines. A lot of times you have to increase your IT, right? So to go from 300,000 to a million is usually technological infrastructure. And I would say specifically to go from 3 million to 10 million is an IT infrastructure issue. That is one of the big things that needs to happen there. So ones and threes, ones and threes, and just kind of be knowing like, okay, where are you at? If you're at 100,000, the good news is you could probably get to 300,000 without changing much. If you're at 300,000, guess what? You're probably gonna stay stuck there until you have some big time breakthroughs. Now, if you're coming through the brand builder journey, our formal curriculum, we're gonna take you there. We're gonna step you through these ones and threes, but super powerful concept. It's stuck with me for years. I think it's so true. Also with personnel, right? So not just your marketing tactics and your operations and your IT and your sales, but also your people, right? A lot of times people can grow with you. They can go through like up to two of those leaps, but after that, they're either going to have to significantly up-level their skills or they are not going to be able to take you to that next level. And so you're going to have to like bring someone else in who, you know, is used to operating at that level. You know, I found this to be true. So it's not written in stone, but ones and threes, that's where the big leaps are. And you got to have a systematic change in your, in your operating system in order to make that leap. The second big takeaway, which I think is so important, is that many people write a book based on an idea they have for a book. And they say, oh, I've always wanted to write a book on this, or I'd love to write a book about that. But I feel like, this is something Cameron said, and I agree with him, that the best books are not based on an idea you have for a book. The best books are based on the needs of your real life clients. I would think of this as, are you writing books in forwards or in rears, right? So if you think about paying your bills, some bills you pay in forwards, you, you pay them in advance of receiving the service, that's called paying in forwards. And some bills you pay in rear, which is after you've received the service. Now, if you're running a business, you always want people to be paying in forwards. That's one of the things that we'll teach you in phase four also for cash flow management. But when you write your book, we write our books in rears. Meaning we don't write a book as like a hypothesis of some ideas we think could be true. We write it as the conclusion of things that we have found to be true. 
this is why Brand Builders Group hasn't released a book yet, right? So we're two and a half years or just over two years and some change into the start of our company and we don't have a book out. Why not? Well, we certainly could write a book. We actually have 12 books. Every course that we teach in our formal curriculum could be a book, but we're dialing it in, right? Our content is led by what our clients need. Those make the best books. And I think that is super duper powerful is just serving your client in a deeper way, figure out what they need in real life and then test it, work it, refine it. And then the book is the final conclusion of that rather than the hypothesis. I think your book will last longer. People will read it. It'll it'll have more depth to it. You'll have better case studies and anecdotes and illustrations because you've done it. I think where authors sometimes get into deep water is when you sign like a multi-book deal and you commit to writing so many books in some frequency of time, but you haven't really learned that much new and you haven't really had that much growth in your business or clients. And it's like, you're trying to write in forwards rather than in, in rears. Big idea. The third big idea that I think Cameron you know, talked about, but also really to me, his personal brand is a great example of this. And this is such a simple question, such an important question is to simply ask yourself, where is there a gap in the marketplace? That is an opportunity to build a great business. As you go, where is there an underserved market? This is exactly what Cameron has done with COOs, right? A lot of people do stuff for CEOs and founders and owners, but almost nobody does stuff for COOs, training and developing the second in command. And Cameron noticed that and he said, oh, I'm going to go serve that community. I'm going to dominate that space. Brand Builders Group, I feel, is doing something very similar. This is why we serve personal brands, right? We don't work with companies. If Google calls and they say, hey, will you consult with us on our branding? The answer is no, we don't do that. We will work with one of your executives and help them become more influential, but we brand people, we don't brand companies. Now, it just so happens Google did call for me to do a keynote. Uh, I just did do a keynote for them, but that was based on Take the Stairs. It was more of my, my personal development content. It's not what we do as a team, right? So that is a market that we said, you know, there's a lot of people teaching webinars and podcasts and book publishing and video courses and membership sites and Facebook traffic and funnels and copywriting and, you know, getting media interviews, but nobody that sits on top of it and says, how do we organize all of this and orchestrate it for personal brands? How do we create a strategy where all of these things fit together in a specific order and sequence that align with your uniqueness in your direction. We said, we're going to come in and we're going to serve that space. There's a gap in the market. So that's a good question for you to ask, right? And specifically, if you can go, where is there a gap in the market that aligns with your uniqueness, like your passion, your experience, your results, your education that you can step in and serve? I think Cameron is just a, is a really, really great example of that. And I want to give you a little bit of a a, a quick tip here on uniqueness and differentiation as well, because I've thought a lot about this, but I don't think we've ever shared it on the podcast. We don't even share this in our formal curriculum at Brand Builders Group. This is a great one, is that when I think of differentiation, and by the way, to me, uniqueness and differentiation are not the same thing. Differentiation is how do I decidedly draw a line that separates me from everybody else? 
Uniqueness is more of an exploration of who am I? Who was I designed to be? Who am I called to be? Who does the world need me to be? What position do I uniquely serve in the world? It's more intrinsic. It's kind of from the internal out. Differentiation is more of an external, like it's from the outside in going, okay, how can I position myself in the market? So this is a tactic specifically for differentiation, which is rare. Most of what we teach at Brand Builders Group is finding your uniqueness. Like our flagship phase one course is called Finding Your Brand DNA. It's all about our process for finding your uniqueness. So this is a little bit different because I think what Cameron is talking about is more about differentiation than it is about uniqueness. Now we believe in uniqueness, right? We believe in Become who you are, become who you were created to be, become your most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were and speak from that truth and who cares what your competition is doing. That's what we believe. But we also have an eye towards differentiation because anytime we can differentiate ourselves, that's good. You know, I'm reminded of one of my favorite quotes from a, another dear friend of mine, Sally Hogshead, who says, you want to be able to position yourself clearly inside of a box that people understand, but then simultaneously to immediately differentiate yourself from everyone else who's inside that box. And that's kind of what we're talking about here. So here's a, a little tip. This is called the M3, M3 method or M3 tip for a differentiation. So I think there's three different places to look for differentiation. Differentiate, first of all, your market is there an opportunity to have differentiation in the market you serve? That is what Cameron was talking about, right? Like where is there an underserved audience? So for Brand Builders Group, part of our, our uniqueness and part of what we've done to differentiate ourselves is to say, we serve a specific market, a narrow market. This is a market as a type of person, right? For us, it's personal brands. The second is your model. And by that, I mean your business model, which is how do you make money? Again, if you look at Brand Builders Group, our model is one-on-one -on -one coaching. We are primarily in the business model of one-on-one -on -one coaching, which is a differentiator of business model. Most people who teach to personal brands, they sell video courses they sell membership sites, they sell masterminds, right? They sell one-to-many experiences. But our business model is one-on-one. -on -one. If you want a private coach to help you apply the concepts and strategies and techniques and philosophies and principles of personal branding to your specific life and business, you need us. I don't even know anyone else who does it at scale. There are some independent people out there, but we do this because we, we do one-on-one -on -one coaching really, really well. That's a differentiation, not in the market we're serving, but in the business model, the way we do it. How are we charging, right? So the market is who are you serving, okay? The model, I would say, is how are you making money serving them? right? So one-on-one -on -one coaching is a model. And then the third M is the method, which is what are you teaching them, right? What are you teaching them? Teaching them for personal brands or in general, what are you providing to them? So when I think of like the method, right? The method is more of like your unique intellectual property, your unique methodology, your IP, your frameworks, your body of work, all the things that in our phase one course two, 
which uh, is called Captivating Content, that's what we do is we help people extrapolate their unique system or methodology. We help people create their frameworks. We help them write their books, write their TED Talks, all out of a, a unique set of IP that's birthed from their own brain by way of taking them through our process. That is their method. That's different from their business model, which is how do they make money, right? So the market is who are you serving? The model is how are you making money? The method is what are you providing to them? And are you differentiating it somehow based on what you're providing? So like when I think of Uber and taxis, it's kind of the same business model. They're charging for a ride, but the method is different. The delivery mechanism is different. Instead of a taxi, it's an independent driver. Taxis and Uber, they both serve the same market, pretty much people looking for a ride. They both charge the same way, which is how far is the distance or time in the car, whatever. But the method is different. The modality is different. One is theoretically a professional driver who's a taxi cab driver versus, you know, just a home driver. I think of Airbnb being, being similar, right? They're looking, they're serving the same market and they charge on the same model as hotels, which is like an overnight rate, but it's a different method. It's a whole different place and vehicle for establishing and providing that service. So the market is who, the model is how are you charging, and the method is what are you providing to them. So that is a little bit of a ditty and distinction on uniqueness and differentiation and kind of a rare lesson on how to differentiate yourself from the competition. That's what we got. That was what I was inspired by, among other things, from Cameron Harold a big time thinker, a complex thinker, someone very good at breaking paradigms, which is what you would want from someone helping you create these explosive growth opportunities between the ones and threes. So I hope you enjoyed it. Keep coming back, stay tuned, listen to the interviews, listen to these recaps, stay plugged in. Our free content should be enough to help you start making money. And then at some point, we hope that you'll consider investing some of that money into letting us coach you to get to the next level with your personal brand. That's it for now. We'll catch you next time on the Influential Personal Brand. Bye-bye. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 